Hey everyone, before we get started, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you for their initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you just want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your applications in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com forward slash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com slash join. This is Ryan Archidiak, and I shout out to the Bulls HQ podcast. All the way from Australia, we represent, and thanks for all the support. Hello Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Bulls HQ, a Chicago Bulls podcast on the Blue Wire Sports Podcasting Network. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Bulls HQ, an impromptu episode of Bulls HQ. I wasn't necessarily expecting to be recording today, but I thought, given that Zach Levine has been officially named an NBA All-Star, he's an All-Star reserve as of today, it made complete sense to get back on the microphone and just go over the fact that Zach Levine is an all-star. The fact that the Chicago Bulls have an all-star again, that in itself is pretty damn cool. And uh, another thing that is really cool is I'm trying this podcast out via the Bulls HQ Discord forum. So we're recording this podcast live through Discord. And because of that, I've got some members of the Bulls HQ Discord joining me today to talk about Zach Levine being made an all-star. And joining me today is Salim Sudawala, who I've had on the podcast before. Uh, obviously, I'm assuming or many of you who are tuning in know Salim from his own podcast, the Bulls Bulls Gold Podcast. So welcome in, Salim. How are you, mates? I'm great, Mark. Thanks so much for having me on. No, thank you. Thank you for, uh, for joining me, mates. And also, we've got another member of the Bulls HQ Discord Forum on, on, on the line too, uh, Ethan McDougall. Ethan, how are you, mate? I'm doing well. Thanks for having us. Look, no problem, guys. I um, Like I said, I wanted to... I wanted to talk Zach Levine. I obviously want to talk. I'm more than happy to talk Bulls any any time, any time really. But um, it's it's also cool that we can do this through Discord. Do this with um through yeah through the Bulls HQ Discord channel. I guess that that that's a cool thing that we we are often talking via text through the Bulls HQ Discord channel. But to do it through audio is also a cool little feature as well that we're going to try out. And it's something that I want to add to the podcast routine going forward. And what better time to sort of debut this feature on the podcast than now with Zach Levine being named an all-star. That news sort of dropped maybe a couple hours ago via Shams and he, he, he made that known. And 
I was expecting it. I was confident that uh, that Zach was going to make it. it. It felt like he was going to make it. He sure as shit deserved to make it. Um, you know, I obviously wasn't 100% sure that he was going to make it, but he is now, and the Bulls have an all-star, and Zach is there. I mean, what, what were your initial thoughts, Salim, when, um, when the news dropped? Yeah, you know, before – so when the news dropped, I was just kind of doing a, a little fist pump of like – because I saw, I saw uh, Sham's tweet. Uh, and I had my notifications on for that because I figured either Woj or Shams was gonna get like a half hour or like whatever <laughs> before the before the actual list is announced that they were gonna get it because they always do. Um, so yeah, I was I was very happy when I saw it. Uh, before that, Dylan, like you know, you said we were expecting him to be the All Star, but yeah, I was thinking it's like you know, there's been years where Dame Dame Lillard where he deserved to be an all-star and got snubbed like how many years in a row. Like I wouldn't have been surprised if he got snubbed, but I was, I was like, I was like, like you, when you were doing your uh, tweet, when you listed all the people that you thought would be reserved, I was like looking through, I was like, he has to make it. Like, I, who, I, like, I can't, I, I can't fathom that they'll pick like Trey young over him or any one of these other guys because of the fact that the bulls are winning and he's just flat out has been better than Trey, from in my opinion. Yeah, I I completely agree. And like when I was recording my pod yesterday, I was like going through it in my mind. Like, what reasonable argument do you have over Zach at this point? And to 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 put my bias aside for one moment, clearly there are other good good Eastern Conference players out there that sort of deserved a look at this. And maybe maybe the, the NBA really needs to look at expanding the rosters from 12 to 15, like a, an actual NBA team. And maybe that, you know, just reduces the level of anxiety here. But to me, at least, there was no way that Zach was missing this team. Like there was no, there was no other player I thought who had a credible argument who was left off the team that deserved it more than Zach. So, I mean, you mentioned Trey there. Salim, I don't know, Ethan, if you had any other thoughts about if there was someone else that sort of Zach should have replaced or, or you know, took the job of, let's say. But, um, but yeah, what were, your, what were your thoughts on 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 Zach making it? Do you think it's fair and equitable, the fact that he is on the team? I'm assuming you do, given that you are a Bulls fan, but maybe, you offer, maybe you're able to offer your side of it. Yeah, so I think the first thing that really came to mind is that Zach making an all-star is kind of closure for everything that we've been through. I, I, I was thinking about that earlier this morning when I was really worried that Zach wasn't going to make it. And, you know, going through what we've been through with Jimmy, who was left off, and I, I was surprised he was left off, honestly. Um, but going through that trade and dealing with Boylan for so long, this kind of feels like the NBA's almost paying us back a little bit and saying, yeah, you've suffered, but... <laughs> now there's now there's a light at the end of the tunnel, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess that it's funny how that's happened, eh? Like you literally get rid of Jim Boyle and you fire Gar Foreman. You, you know, I mean, I was about to say you fired John Paxson, but that isn't necessarily true. He's just been uh, reassigned, still getting a paycheck from the Reinsdorfs, uh, but he's effectively out of the picture. We hope. It's it's funny how quickly <laughs> how quickly these things can turn. I mean, AK comes in, Mark Eversley. They are they're three from three in terms of the decisions they've made. Clearly, uh, firing Jim Boylan was the right move. Hiring Billy Donovan was the right move. Drafting Patrick Williams to me was the right move. Garrett Temple has been a really good signing. They haven't done much else just yet, so I don't want to go completely overboard and say these guys are the the saviors of the fan- franchise. But literally within the last few months, it just feels good 
to be a Bulls fan again. And I was, I've been, again, I was, I was not to come back to the podcast that I recorded yesterday, but this was literally what I was crawling about on that show yesterday was the fact that instead of just talking about nonsense for a change or off-court drama or just ridiculous crap that is going on with the team that just makes this team and the players on this team and just the entire organization look dumb and stupid, we're, we have the ability now to be talking about good actual basketball stuff like Zach being named an all-star, which is maybe it is maybe it is due, uh, you know, due reward for putting up with the crap that we have had to put up with, the fact that we've had to put up with Jim Boylan and Gar Pax for how long and... Maybe this is uh, the just reward that we as fans deserve, but uh, more more importantly, what Zach Levine deserves. So uh, in, in that sense, Salim, I mean, how does this redefine the Bulls' trajectory if it does at all? Does this change how we view this team? Does it change how we view Zach Levine? I mean, what does it mean going forward? All-star recognition or not, is, does it really matter? Or does this actually have some sort of semblance into how the Bulls can maybe position themselves going forward with the fact that they now officially have a bona fide all-star on their team. Yeah, 100%. I think it changes the the way the Bulls move forward. I mean, I don't think necessarily would have changed. And if, like, if he got snubbed, let's say, for for example, I think I still think we would have been like, look, he is re- very well respected around the league by players because obviously we saw the players picked him third in the East as far as, you know, voting for all-stars is concerned. So... Going forward, I feel like you have some a guy that you can really build with, a guy that you say this is a star and other stars will want to come play with. Now him actually making the team and kind of being in that, you know, going into that bubble, all-star bubble, maybe he'll be able to create more relationships. I know recruiting is such a big thing nowadays. We're uh, creating a relationship like that. Maybe, you know, talking to Bradley Beal, someone that we, you've brought up, as far as going after it to try to be a more competitive team, I know it's he's not like necessarily a super superstar, but at least he's an all star. You can team him up with Zach, and you know, like I said, he go he goes there, talks to Bradley. He's like, "Hey, man, I know you're frustrated in Washington. Hey, why don't you uh, why don't you come to Chicago? We can try to you know play together or something like that that realm." And going forward, like I said, AK has a path where he knows, okay, I got Zach here and these other pieces where I can maybe, you know, kind of make tweaks here and there and add more around him and add more to him and continue to point, have the arrow pointing up and move forward like that. Yeah, I think that's a good point. The fact that now, I mean, this, this establishes Zach to a different degree and, 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 and at least in a lot of fans' eyes, but amongst players as well. I mean, like I said, like I've been saying on the podcast and like a lot of people have been talking about, like the, the fact that, players voted Zach third amongst East guards for this specific uh, all-star game. I think that speaks a lot to how they view Zach. KD has been, Kevin Durant, that is, has been uh, very effusive in his praise for Zach Levine, you know, calling him a future superstar. Chris Paul has said some good things. There's been other players around the league that are sort of taking note of Zach Levine and the growth that he's sort of made. So in that sense, like, Players were already recognizing that, but now where Zach is officially noted as an all-star, the fact that he will be going to the Atlanta all-star game and can sort of schmooze and, dare I say, maybe tamper him, tamper away with some of these players and maybe get them maybe they get them over to Chicago. Who the hell knows? I don't want to say that there's no scope for that sort of being, or for that not mattering. I mean, if we talk, if we talk about like USA basketball and those sorts of things or the Olympics, like a lot of, 
a lot of the, the teaming up of guys happens in these sorts of situations. Maybe the All-Star game is different. Maybe it's too small of an event or not long enough for these guys to connect or whatever it may be. But it's an opportunity for someone like Zach to, to sell someone like Bradley Beal on Chicago or whoever it may be. Do, do you think there's any credibility to that, Ethan? Or are we just being a little too uh, C-red right now? No, I think there's definitely some credibility to that, especially with I, this year's NBA protocols. I mean, I think they're all flying on a plane together. They're playing the game together, and then they're just flying back, and they're in a bubble. And so, you know, you look at a guy like Bradley Beal, like Salim was talking about, who's a little bit unhappy. All of a sudden, Zach starts talking about how good Beal's old college co- coach is, and who, know, who knows what could happen with them. And we, we know that the players respect him, and we also know that the coaches respect him, because one, he got he got the votes to get here, and then on a night-to-night basis, Zach gets doubled more than probably anyone in the league. I think it was he's a top three guy for getting blitz in a pick and roll. That's more respect than any media member can give Zach because that's just showing how much he affects the game. And so, yeah, I think he's got a ton of pull now with an all-star next to his name, taking the plane with everybody. I think this is great news for the Bulls fans. Yeah, I, I I definitely agree with you guys. Like I said, maybe maybe we are being too C-red. Maybe we're being too optimistic about the situation. But if you think about where we've been, I mean, the last last three years before this season, it has been just a complete disaster, <laughs> a, a terrible rebuild, a terribly executed. You can, we can talk about the players drafted wherever they were drafted and whether they were the right picks or not, but I think it's fair to say, well, irrespective of that, just the development that has gone around these guys just hasn't been there for a number of reasons, in part because they've you know, had, play, or had coaches like Jim Boyle and, you know, sort of running the organisation, let's say. So that hasn't held. So in that sense... You know, seeing the growth and the development of Zach Levine despite all that and the fact that he's continuously made the leaps that he has, that in itself is is super encouraging about maybe where the Bulls are going. Now, obviously, guys like Kobe, Patrick Williams, Wendell, maybe Lowry, who knows what his future is, but you want to see those guys start to make the steps that Zach is. But I, I don't know if they will, but it, it is good to see that, I guess, there is some semblance of hope in this Bulls team because Zach has sort of propelled himself to a level that we didn't maybe maybe think he could get to. And I think that's another thing that I've been thinking about upon reflection of this, you know, Zach being named an all-star is four years ago when we dealt Jimmy Butler, I thought I thought we lost the trade. I still do think the Bulls lost the trade. I think both teams, to be fair, lost the trade because it hasn't necessarily worked out the way either team sort of wanted it to. But at the same time, there is some solace in the fact knowing that Zach has sort of come back from that ACL, has kept developing each year to the point where he's now an all-star level player, a top 30 player in the NBA, something of that nature. Whatever, wherever you rank him in the NBA, he's towards the top end now. He's a, one of the greatest scorers in the NBA at this point, and he's a bona fide all-star. So Salim, in that sense, I mean, how do we... Can we continuously uh, 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 continuously look at the the Jimmy Butler trade, the the Timberwolves trade? I mean, does this put some sort of end or finality to that trade, or is that something that we'll we'll forever be talking about? No, you know it's funny. The other day I was thinking, like, this is the first season where I really haven't been angry about the Jimmy Butler trade. Like, I, you know me, Mark. I love Jimmy. Like you, yeah. We both like are just fanboys of Jimmy, and we root for <laughs> Jimmy every time. He does anything. He talks, and we just like to scream, right? So, yeah. <laughs> like, so I, 
did, since the day that he was traded, I have been like pissed off that we traded Jimmy Butler. But this season, like I was thinking, like man, this is the first season where I'm not really mad about it. And yeah, I, I agree with you that yeah, technically, yeah, we did lose the trade in a sense, but. I think it's nice that we have this bona fide star. He's twenty five year old kid. Um, you know, I've continually said that he's exceeded my expectations every season, and every time I put a cap on this kid, he comes out and says, "You know, I'm better than this." And now I'm to a point like, what? He's what, like two years away from his prime? Maybe I would say he's still going to get better. Like I, I have no doubt anymore. I'm not going to say this guy has reached his peak right now. Um, you're going to still see him get better defensively, I think. Uh, you've, you've seen that this season. I think he, like, when the start of the season, he was a bad defender. Right now, he's probably average or slightly below, below average as a defender. Um, I would say if you watch uh, the film uh, from the start of the season to now, and obviously playmaking, he's gotten better. So, yeah, like I feel like the Jimmy Butler trade, I think we can finally start moving on from that. And we have something here with Zach. and. I think with AK in charge, I feel pretty good about where this franchise could be headed. Yeah, I think that's all all fair. I I, I think there, there's certainly still moments where uh, it gets to me. It still bothers me. <laughs> but you know, the, the fact that we've gone through four years of of this nonsense to maybe get a player that's he's not as good as Jimmy was, but he's is maybe comparable now. It's it, it 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 just like sort of leads me to think: do, do we have to go through this? But at the same time. I think you make a good point that at some point we just need to move on and maybe I need to move on. But I, I guess what I really like about this as well is that this isn't the end point for Zach Levine. This is like you sort of alluded to, Celine. This is just a step in the in the next phase of his career, hopefully the next phase of where this Bulls rebuild is going. And I mean, it's good for, for Zach that he gets into the All-Star game. It's, it's, it's clearly a goal that he has. He, he checks that off the list now, but I think that was something that was equally important in his media availability after being named an all-star was the fact that he basically alluded to that, that this is just just essentially a step. This is this is a goal he had, but he's not done here in Chicago, let's say. He wants to continuously pushing forward. He wants the team to continue fighting for a playoff spot. And the team right now, as of now, is the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. We know that doesn't necessarily guarantee them a playoffs because there is a playing tournament this time around, but clearly he isn't going to be resting on his laurels now that he's an all-star. And for someone who continuously works and gets better, I'm confident in Zach getting better in that sense. So, Ethan, I mean, from from your point of view, for from Zach's development, do you, do you think there is another level for him to get to? And if so, you know, where is that level going to come from? Honestly, I think he's kind of topped out on scoring, and that's not a knock on him. I just don't see a way where he can get any better than he is, right? Like, I, I don't have any umbrage with him on the offensive side. He finishes at the best level for a guard. He's shooting above 40% from three. His mid-range game is okay. I guess you can say that's what you would want to look for is improvement on the mid-range game. But, I mean, his passing has seen a marked improvement. He's basically the Bulls point guard right now. and the Bulls aren't floundering because of that. And that says a ton about Zach. Uh, and defensively, you know, he's, we, we were talking about EPM in the Discord earlier today. And I think Zach is like in the 48th percentile, which, you know, is below league average, but it's still better than players like Harden and Dame and Luca and Trey. He's, he's exerting effort on both on ball and off ball. 
I can't fault him for, you know, not if he's not seeing the game as fast as someone like Ben Simmons, that sometimes people just aren't wired that way. I don't know how he can get more efficient than he already is. You know, what, what do you think? Yeah, look, I'm not sure if it'll come through an inefficiency standpoint, but like, I, clearly, like the consistency element of this will be interesting to see because clearly it's only a, a sample of 30 odd games here. He's he's made that step. I, I think it is sustainable, but we need to see it more than just the 30 games. And if this is the new baseline of who Levine is, then to your point, like we've got a an incredible offensive player at, at our disposal right now. But I guess where he can make a little bit more of a step and where we where we're seeing that growth I think more this season is that playmaking element and and you rightly point out the fact that his his playmaking has improved to the point where it's not like a complete liability or we're, we're not even really wondering that much right now about the Bulls point guard situation like clearly it's a factor that they need to address it's a problem of sorts but it's maybe not as big as what I thought it was coming into this season in part because of the playmaking that we're getting from Levine also, the playmaking that's coming from Thad Young and Wendell Carter is sort of helping that situation too. But yeah, if Zach can you know, improve by just making this the consistent baseline now, I think that in itself would be an improvement. And, and if he, he can consistently be at this level where he's a 28-point guy uh, scoring at the, the ball you know, as efficiently as he is whilst making, you know, like mini increments in certain other elements of his game, like like his playmaking, like his defense. I'm not expecting him to become an all-world defender or to be starting to, to throw the ball around like he's Chris Paul or anything. But if you can make like five, 10% gains here and there in both of those spots and just add to the baseline that he's been setting this season, then instead of Zach Levine just being a one-time all-star, which he currently is now, we're, we're talking about a guy that can be a multi-time all-star given just due to the fact that, like Salim sort of mentioned, he's 25, soon to be 26, has enough, you know, probably has four or five quality prime years ahead of him at least. It's um, it, it's really encouraging as to where this is going with Zach to the point now, Salim, where I'm wondering, do the Bulls need to do absolutely everything they can to, one, help Zach win now? And I'm, by now, I mean this season at the trade deadline. And beyond this deadline, do you think the Bulls should be actively trying to renegotiate or extend Zach in the offseason? Because um, they, they can do that in the off, off in the off season they can come to a discussion with Zach with his management and reach a, an agreement on a maxist extension which is certainly something he's worth or do you think they leave all that you know beyond next season what what, what would you do if you were in AK's place I think 100% that they should try to add something this this season um I've been on board that they AK needs to make some kind of move at the deadline I feel like you might know that Lowry is probably not a long-term piece going forward. I don't know what's going to happen with him, obviously, when you hit restricted free agency. But if you can move him and obviously Lonzo Ball, you've brought up Lonzo Ball multiple times on your pod, and I've brought him up on my pod as well. But if if there's a way you can get him, that's great. But in general, maybe like a, like a um, veteran guard in general that maybe – point guard that you can bring in that necessarily has to be like a Lonzo Ball type pure point guard, but someone that can handle the ball a little bit, maybe a even a duplicate of like a Sadoransky so that you don't have to rely on Sado so much. Um, and yeah, add, add to the team this season to make that playoff push, to try to secure yourself in one of these spots. 
Um, maybe you can kind of jump up to the sixth spot so you avoid the playing game. And then, yeah, in the offseason, I would 100% approach Zach about an extension. I mean, show yourself that you're committed to him. I know last time when the Bulls uh, didn't extend him an offer, uh, Gar Pax, that is, and he signed one with uh, the offer sheet with Sacramento, he was kind of mad about that. He was like, you know, he he obviously was his first time experiencing the business side of the NBA, but he he kind of voices, you know, displeasure that, you know, that, oh, they don't want me. So I think maybe if, you know, AK approaches them, he's like, you know, yeah, I'm, they're committed to me. Let's get a deal done. I think that's all good points. Ethan, how do you feel about the situation? Do you, do you approach Zach? I mean, even now, you know, make it clear that you want to sit down with Zach in the offseason and, and talk max extension. Um, do you, what do you do at the deadline? Are you trying to buy pieces rather than selling pieces? Like, what, what are your thoughts on the whole thing? I think you do talk to Zach about an extension. And if you can get it done this season, by all means, go ahead. I think when we're looking at the deadline, I want a talent injection. And if the Bulls make the playoffs, that's fine. But I think that if we don't get a lottery pick, then some of that talent has to be made up in a trade. So like Salim said about shipping off Lowry, even if, even if it's for some second-round picks, a lower-tiered player, just to make up that gap between what you're going to get from the 17th pick and what you're going to get from like the 10th pick. Because I don't know... I, I, I really love this team. I... I and having a great time watching them. But if the goal of this team is to win a championship, and maybe it's not, maybe they want to be like the grit and grind Grizzlies who just max out as a second, second round team. But if the, if the Bulls want to win a championship, there either needs to be even more drastic improvement in house, or there needs to be a big talent infusion. Yeah. And I, I think we can all agree to that. Uh, you know, obviously that's on um, AK to sort of navigate to see if that's possible but. You know, in order for them to do that, I hope that comes through the through the trade market. And like I've said before, I hope the Bulls act like a big market team for a change and start swinging for some players like Bradley Beal, like Carl Anthony Towns, whoever the the next disgruntled star is. Let's go get them. Let's go offer the uh, the bag, let's so to speak. Let's put some of these younger guys on the table. Let's put all the picks on the table. Let's get in a true star and put him next to Zach Levine so we can. You know, have two legitimate all-stars. That would be ideal. That would be nice to see in Chicago and to see the Bulls, I guess, acting like a big market team again. And I think beyond that, I mean, when AK and Mark Eversley were hired, one of the things they said was they want to make this a, a player-first organization. And, I was, you know, what better way to do that than coming to Zach, the guy who's continuously improved, continuously worked, and have got, has gotten himself to the point where he's recovered from an ACL shows zero signs of that being an issue to the point where he's now emerged as a you know an all-star. We can officially say that. He's, he's no longer all-star caliber. He is an all-star. What better opportunity is to, to, for the Bulls to show that they're a, they are a player-first organization than going to the guy who has continuously improved, has continuously grown, and rewarding him with his, you know, the just result, I guess. Like, he deserves a max deal. He deserves a max extension. He has put in that work. So you, Chicago, you, Jerry Reinsdorf, you pay the man what he's worth. So that's what I want to see happen. Zach deserves it. I hope that's what they do in the offseason. And given the fact that this free agency period doesn't have a lot of 
big names necessarily to chase, then use some of your cap space to extend Zach and to give him that pay raise bump. So I think that makes sense all around, and, I, and I'm certainly hopeful that that's what they do. Guys, we'll call it there. I think we've gone on long enough on Zach. I think we're all very, very happy that the man is an all-star. The fact that he, you know, that he's an all-star, the Chicago Bulls have an all-star. It's good for him, obviously. It's great for us fans, and, and hopefully it's a stepping stone for Zach improving and going to that next level, but maybe more importantly, you know, from, from a Bulls point of view, that this being the first step and the real first signs of growth that this team is headed in the right direction. And I think this season largely has been that. We're, we're talking about a team who is sitting as the eight seed right now, but maybe this is just some validation along the road as to, and maybe we're looking back at this in a couple of years' time and, and this being, the, you know, one of those initial hurdles that we had to clear, one of those initial steps in the, the Bulls are uh, returning to some level of uh, respectability here. So uh, I'll let you guys go. And uh, I'm saying that, Salim, because I know C Red Fred is in your mentions right now on Twitter, you know, wondering why the hell you're not uh, admitting how good Denzel Valentine is. So I know you urgently have to go attend to, uh, to that conversation <laughs> with Frederick. But um, Salim, Ethan, I appreciate you boys joining me on this show. Um, not only just on this show, on as part of the, uh, the Bulls HQ Discord forum. I, I appreciate you guys' support. Before I let you go away, uh, if you want to, feel free to uh, tell people where they can follow you online, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's anything else. Feel free to plug, boys. Yeah, you can just find me on Twitter at McDoogie1 with two E's. I talk solely about the Bulls, and I'm in Mark's mentions a lot. <laughs> yeah, you can uh, follow me at Jordan Dynasty. Um, you can always follow up my pod account. It's at Bulls Gold. And uh, yeah, I talk about obviously the Bulls and on my personal, I talk about the NBA as well. So yeah, follow me if you uh, if you like. Yes, I, I definitely uh, I, re- I definitely recommend the listeners doing so. I mean, follow some follow, uh, fellow Bulls fans and um, I appreciate these guys for their opinions um, in large part because their opinions line up mostly with mine, which is also makes it a lot easier. But um, more than that and joking aside, I appreciate you both from helping me be, you know, helping me build the uh, the Bulls HQ Discord forum. It, it's it's been a, a fun initiative that we've gone we've got going over the last twelve or so months, um, and you both have been big parts of that. So I appreciate you guys being part of it and jump jumping on the show to today to speak about Zach Levine being an All Star. Whilst you're out there following Salim and Ethan on Twitter, you can hit me up on Twitter as well. You probably already know it by now. I say it at the end of every podcast, but in the rare chance that you're not following me on Twitter, please do so at MK Hoops. Follow the show on, on Twitter too at Bulls HQ Pod. If you want to get in on the Bulls HQ Discord forum, send me a DM on Twitter. I will send you a link to be part of it. You can jump on with Ethan, Salim, and myself, and almost 200 other Bulls fans who are on on the Bulls HQ Discord forum talking Bulls 24/7. And um, right now, obviously we're talking about Zach Levine as an all-star. So drop me a DM, come be part of it and uh, come be part of the conversation. But that just about does it for this episode of Bulls HQ. Again, thank you to Salim and Ethan. Congratulations, Zach Levine, on being named an all-star. That is good news. It is what we as the fans deserve. But more importantly, I'm, I'm super happy for Zach. So appreciate you, Zach Levine. And um, here's to hoping you absolutely dominate the all-star game and maybe get that MVP award. But uh, until then, Bulls fans, this has been Bulls HQ. Thank you for tuning in. Speak very soon.
Samira Rose Davis, historian and co-host of the sports podcast, Burn It All Down. And now I'm hosting the new season of American Prodigy, all about Black girls in gymnastics. For the last 40 years, Black gymnasts have moved from the margins to the core of the sport and changed gymnastics along the way. Now they tell their stories. You'll meet trailblazers like Diane Durham, superstars like Jordan Childs, and everyone in between. Listen to American Prodigies on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.